And now, from high atop the Camelback Towers in Scottsdale, from the Star Worldwide Network Studios, a man whose life revolves around his family, sports, grilling, and bad jokes, your host of the Dad Podcast, talking all things dad, here's Chris Brewer. All right, another Thursday, another Dad Podcast. We are in June. I don't think we were in June yet. Yeah, we are. No, last week. I don't think. Oh, we, last week. Yeah, I don't we're now remember. in June. Yeah, it's hot though. Maybe it was. I don't know. Uh, I probably don't remember because my week. Sean, thank you for being here. Chris thought he was going to be here. Hopefully, he makes it. Uh, Chris's work or uh, Jason's working a double shift at CVS. Uh, I think they're doing uh, inventory today, so that could have been. Maybe why he's why he's delayed. I thought Maybe he was the ice f- cream machine went went bad. Too. It could have <laughs> been that. It makes a big mess. Yeah, uh, putting out fires. Putting out <laughs> every <laughs> every day. Literally, CBS right? Literally. or uh, maybe the receipt is still printing. <laughs> <laughs> um, so my week ended. I th- thought it was going to end really well. It was a long week, and then last Friday was my wife's like first real day off listener as you, as you may know she she uh school teacher uh school coach uh, now so she this was her first day of, of real summer and looked like I was going to be uh leaving early I dropped Sam off uh to something and I'm on my way home and I'm about six seven miles from home and i'm taking the 101 freeway so that uh, again listener uh in the phoenix area that's one of our major freeways a busy freeway and i see something in the road i try to miss it i think i do know my back tire just clips this thing in the road and i'm praying for about two seconds please no please no no there it goes you can see yep boom went from you know 35 to four so it goes like poof yeah there you go and you just knew and pull over to the side of the freeway it is now summer here so we are close to 100 degrees and i have a dodge durango so before anybody, either of you guys, because I know you guys could both probably do this, uh, there was no way I was attempting to change a tire on the side of the freeway. I don't blame you. I've actually known two people that were killed. Okay. Yeah, so I don't blame you. Uh, and furthermore, and I, and I knew this, and then when I get to another part of the story, it, it was reiterated to me that the Dodge Durango is actually one of the more challenging tires for some reason to change. So, I have popped a tire, I'm on the freeway, it is 100 degrees outside, and I'm thinking I'm getting home. So, my phone is about to die, I have barely any, yep, I have barely any water in my water bottle left over from work. And shockingly, I have very little gas in the car. Oh, the trifecta. Yeah. Wow. And which means 
I can't sit in my car waiting for the guy to come change uh, my tire because I'm 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 very low on gas and I barely have enough juice in my phone because now everything is you know through the app or text so I call roadside assistance it immediately takes you to a link and now you're going so you're doing this through the phone and I'm like please do not run out okay wait a second don't you carry a charger in your car you don't know Chris very well well there, there is some truth to that. Uh, I always did when I had my Android, and since I switched to the iPhone, I haven't gotten it around to getting an iPhone phone charger. First thing yeah. you do is do that. Yes. And, or, or ask for it for a gift for Father's Day. And there I've told go. myself, Chris, why, why don't you keep, keep this in the car? Uh, but yes, like Sean said, classic Chris Brewer. All of this is classic Chris Brewer. The phone should have been charged. I should have had more gas in the car. All of this. But none of, none of this happens. Like Robin said, the trifecta. And just like anything anymore, everything takes longer than it used to. I was standing on the side of the 101 freeway, Sean, Robin, for close to three hours. Ooh. <laughs> wow. Yes. Damn. And people don't stop and help you anymore. You no, know, no, they no. don't care. No, no, nobody even slow down. Unless so they want to rob you. The guy finally comes. He couldn't couldn't have been nicer. So that was great. And but I'm watching him the whole time because, again, we've talked about, you know, my issues with being handy. And, and <laughs> uh, but as it turns out, with all of those stories, like Jason even backed me up. He's like, Chris, I think you just had like a lot of bad luck. And. I'm watching him change the tire, and is what this guy does. This was not easy. It took him. It took him a while, and I could see he was struggling uh, with a few different things. And uh, he he gets the you know the donut on the car, and fortunately this this worked out. One of those like emergency roadside assistance guys, you know, that floats around the freeways, mm-hmm. pulled pulled up to observe that everything was okay. And then uh, once I got to, once I left to get on the freeway, and you know those donuts, you can only drive up to, you have to keep it under 50 miles an hour with those things. And like it's 100 degrees outside, so the, the roads are very hot. He followed me until I got off the freeway, which was good, because I'm having nice. to drive, you know, 45 miles an hour. Uh, in the uh, far right lane, I get to discount tire. I tell him what's going on. He's like, did you change that? I'm like, no. <laughs> and he's like, I w- look where I, and he's giving me kind of a look, like, look where I work. And he's like, I wouldn't have done that either. And he's like, uh, side of the freeway in a Dodge Durango. He's like, sir, the Dodge Durango, as you may know, it's, and he named one other kind of vehicle, and I can't remember what it was. He's like, those two are notorious. Like, those are hard tires to change. So I felt good about that. I did not that. know that. Yeah. Um, well, any tire is hard to change when you're stuck on the freeway yeah. with cars whizzing by and it's 100 sure. degrees outside. And I'm in, it, I'm yeah. in a bad spot, too. Uh-oh. Like, there was no choice. Like, just get over. But I'm in. I'm just past 
where another freeway is merging onto this freeway. So I'm next to like this merging lane and I've got three hours to kill. So I'm watching all, of, wow, there's a lot of bad drivers out there. Yeah. We already knew that, but I'm watching how some of these guys are like merging into this lane or trying to merge out of this lane. I, I probably in that three hours witnessed about 20 almost accidents. Isn't that oh, insane? Yeah. Well, at least you weren't one of them. Uh, and there, there was a couple times I'm like, you know what? I'm going to stand right next to the wall because I, <laughs> I don't know what is going to happen here. And then some idiot on the other side would like be go cruising by and see you standing, would overlook, and then all of a sudden they'd crash yes, over the wall and I come thought, at you. Yeah. I thought about that. Yeah. I'm like, all this is going to take is one person not really paying attention. Yep. And suddenly I'm, I'm, I'm Toast. hit. Yes. Uh, that's not, that's not a way to go home. That's no. for sure. Uh, anyway, uh, could, could have been worse, but it, but it worked out. Uh, so that's how, that's how the week ended. Uh, I do want to say something real quick and then, I, and then I want to get into something with Sean. Uh, so I told that story, Sean, about how I went to the wrong venue for graduation so a listener stopped me yesterday i I happened to run into her and she's like chris uh heard last week's show really good show i really appreciated your went to the wrong venue i'm like oh yeah she's like i just did the same thing with my family (laughs) and she said I totally get what you're saying now. It was the same venue. Oh, Lord. She's like, I didn't realize, you know, the venue name had changed. And I was thinking, oh, no, it can't be that. That, And she's like, I did the exact same thing you did. So it's, it sounds like for your local listeners, a lot of people probably related to that story. And she's not dumb. <laughs> so this is someone I respect. I'm like, okay. Thank so it's you. not exactly the same. Yeah. <laughs> so maybe since everyone's, everyone's having the issue finding this particular venue, maybe a few Google reviews might get these people to step it up and do a better description. You know what I think the issue is, Robin? What's that? Is the hockey team doesn't play there anymore. Ah. So people don't have not caught on to that this stadium is under a different name now. Because you used to always hear Gila River. That's yeah, where the yeah. that, listener. That's where the Phoenix Coyotes used to play. They've they've moved. They're actually homeless. <laughs> Pretty uh, much, they again, really are. Again, uh, they should just go back to Winnipeg. <laughs> uh, well, they can't now because we do have the Winnipeg team. Oh, that's right. The Jets yeah, have been yeah. reborn, but uh, just, yeah, move them the hell, move them out of it. They should go to Juno. That, I don't know. That's, that's funny. up north. That's that's kind of funny though. Anyway, so wrong, wrong venue. I, I'm I'm not the only one. Sean, your daughter Brooke graduated, right? Last this yes. past week. On, did you make it Tuesday. to did you make it to the right venue? Yes. Yes. Was it, it was, at her was, high school? There was none of that confusion. Um she was actually she went to the opposite. She went to a very small high school and, and there were about 50 people in her graduating class, and it was at a church. Oh. Real quick, I want to clarify, because Robin called me out on, not called me out, but 
Uh, no. Uh, I might, I might have. No, she said, no, usually like high school graduation classes are like two, 200 people or so. And I said, oh, no, this is like five or 600 people. And I and my wife heard the show. She's like, no, it was, Chris, it was it was like 200 people. <gasps> oh, thanks, <laughs> Alex. Thank you, Alex. Anyway. Oh, so so Robin was so, so Robin was right. Robin was right. Oh, I yes. fact checked you right so, on you know, the air. Yeah. Some high schools, you know, you got you got to think of a class of a high school that 2000 people large is going to be 500. But that's yeah. a pretty big. High anyway. School. Yeah. All right. So Brooke graduates. It's 50 or so. Something like 50, 55. Yeah. It was it, it was it was it was really neat. It was actually very intimate, and they're still, uh, you know, due, due due to the size, they're able to keep it pretty pretty neat. So, so what was what was it like? Like where was it held? And you know, did you have compared to the issues that I was going through? Like, what was your process with all of this? Uh, nothing as far as the driving, the getting. You know, I, I, I needed we, my wife and I needed to kindly manage all of our parents, which, you know, um, they worry a little bit more than they need to. I like how you put um, that. You worded um, it. Yeah, better Robin. Than so I we, we all we all get that a little bit. Um, but uh, besides that, uh, it was down. It's down the street from our house. It was, again, at a church. Um About 50 graduates and, you know, kind of a full church. Um, so and this was this was this, a homeschooled high school. No, it's I'm, it's, it's I'm joking. Down the street from your house, how awesome! Yeah, yeah. Um, well, the the school that the my daughter graduated from, where my son goes, it's called Pacifica Christian High School. Mm. Um, this is the sixth year of the high school. So there there was one in Santa Monica, or there is one in Santa Monica, but this is the sixth year of the one in Orange County. Um, and so it's pretty small and, and and they've got a they've got, they've got a lot of really neat um traditions that they're trying to hold on to. I like uh, that. One of the neat traditions being that at the beginning of every freshman year they're they have a a celebration where they're they're all marched into this church uh following a bagpipe player. Oh wow. Um I want this guy to retire so I can get Jason the job. Um it's too bad Jason's not here. That's awesome. I, yeah, I, I I took pictures of it. I've, I've taken pictures of it before too for Jason. Um, and then when they graduate, after graduation, they follow that same bagpipe player out. Oh, how cool! Yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, so just you... a, a lot, a lot, a lot of you know, and, and they're they're of course being that small, they know all of the students, and um, so yeah, it's it's. A lot of a, a lot of Kool Aid is being drunk. A lot, you know, a, a lot of people really buy into. Um, no, that's good Kool Aid. All of the things this yeah. this high school is trying to do. So, it's so neat. I know me, and I know you. My daughter's walking out, and there's these bagpipes playing. I'm gonna be a wreck. I, I'm sure. Were you crying? I would. I would have lost. Lost it. What were What were your emotions? Because you know, I was exhausted after Mackenzie's graduation. Yeah. Well, I, I I texted you through the week that I was just emotionally exhausted after a number of things. Um, when they were walking out, uh, that was pretty celebratory, and we were all ringing cowbells. Um, <laughs> another little, another another little tradition. That's cool. Um, but. Uh, 
gosh, her her best friend was ironically the valedictorian, and she broke down in the middle of her speech. Aww. Mm. So I lost it. <laughs> but see, if you're if you're going to a school that small, I, I could see that being uh, very emotional because it's probably a much tighter knit group. You you wouldn't have had like the cliques and and whatnot of uh, you know a huge school, right? But you know, I want to. I have to just interrupt you guys and say this because I have to say it. It's so cool that you guys are talking about being emotional because guys don't usually do that. So the fact that you do that, I love that. Uh, I'm a big. Robin, I, I'm a Robin, big pansy. I couldn't hide it anymore if I tried. Right? I love. Yeah, I, I love. I'm a wreck all the time these I, days. <laughs> I love. I love when men can show their heart like that because back in the day you were told to suck it up and not have emotions. But I think it's awesome, and I, I hear Chris tearing up right now. I am not tearing up. You're not. <laughs> no. That's just nasal uh, drip, huh? That was, okay. That, that was, okay. Yeah. That was. Uh, but I that, still think it's cool. I I compliment any guy that can do that because it's so awesome. Uh, I was not going to say this, but I actually have a good. 10 minute cry before every show is that because you I have just, to deal with me i just sit in the car uh i just think about <laughs> life the I news cry before the show yeah hey, that's because he doesn't want to cry on the air uh just i just i just like a good 10 minute cry i love uh, before that the show. Uh, i'm Aww. full of shit robin i know you are uh, <laughs> but still i'll play it up for a minute or two uh it sounds like chris is gonna join us here in a little bit which is which is good um Speaking of crying, uh, not not in a good way. Uh, oh. I had I have not dealt with this before. Sean, maybe maybe you have with with Brooke. Uh, and then when we get to this, you gotta you gotta bring up the the song by the way that you texted me about. Uh, shortly after Mackenzie's graduation last week, so I didn't. This happened actually when I was on the freeway uh, side of the freeway waiting. For the tire to be changed, I see my daughter's calling me, which, um, you know, doesn't happen all the time. Uh, so obviously I, I pick up the phone and uh, she's crying and uh, telling me that uh, her and her boyfriend uh, have broken up. Have you dealt with uh, your daughter and a breakup, Sean? Because that was... That was, uh, that's a hard call. That's a hard conversation for, for a dad, just because you, you love your, your kids so much and, and you hate seeing them hurt and, and sad. Ooh, that was hard. I am going to say, um, and, and, and let me, let me explain this. I unfortunately have not. And the reason I say, unfortunately, uh, you know, one of my good friends, um, who has a, a, a daughter a little bit older than ours. He said that one of his hopes, and this became one of my hopes, was that his daughter would go through that heartbreak while she was still living at home. Yeah. Because so he could be there. No, there, that, that's actually uh, a perfect way of thinking about it. And, uh, and I've told her and her mom has told her and we're, we're all in agreement. You know, this, this was actually a... a um, a good thing to happen now, and right. you have your whole summer, be with your friends, let him do do his thing, uh, and it, it's a it's a horrible pain, but we we all go through it. 
we've all been through it and it hurts it hurts like hell and at the moment it seems like this is everything uh, but it's just one moment and you're you always come out stronger uh, in the end but I, I am I totally agree with your with your friends uh, sage advice there that they you know it better for that to be at home for the first time uh, you can go through that and um, get get a little um, you know a little background from people who who've right. gone through that rather than that be be away at school um, mm-hmm. so went went through that and uh, I'm gonna take her out to lunch tomorrow little father daughter lunch that's uh, so she's, cool she's doing she's doing better we're gonna i'm gonna take her to arby's and uh no i'm joking uh, that's, your pla- that's your place with her right yeah well uh, just split a platter of big montanas seriously some wop- no come no. on do she'll, better she'll than pick. that she'll pick and uh you can do better. we've done it before and you go dutch you, you go dutch right <laughs> no she's bu- she's paying she's got a job <laughs> Wow, no. dude! Seriously, no. no. I should come over uh, there and throat punch you on no, that we'll one. we'll have we'll have we'll have a nice, uh, nice conversation and uh, you know catch up and uh, looking forward to that. So uh, I, I totally agree with your your buddy there. That was I like that. Yeah, I did uh, too. So you you texted me. Speaking of daughters, I didn't know I didn't know this. I thought your son. And, and forgive me if maybe I should know this, but while you were texting me, you know, friend to friend about uh, daughters graduating, you sent me a song that your daughters sang. Yeah, she wrote and sang that. So that was unbelievable. Yeah, yeah, we were very. Yeah, so uh, I know I, I, I've talked to you about my son Parker a little bit more, just with his. Um, so being in a band, being in a band. Yeah, because I was going to say your son is talented, your daughter is talented. I know you. My, this makes no they, yeah. sense. Oh, it, it, it makes little. It makes. Little it makes sense. little sense. Right. That would be like my kids having musical talent. Yes. That would make zero sense. Well, you know, back in my day, the kids would say the musical talent was, remember the armpit farts? That would be about as far as I went. Yeah. Okay, right. so your daughter, she does she do this? She writes songs and... A little bit. She's like, um, she, I think it's just a genuine enjoyment of hers. She, um, she likes singing. She likes playing the guitar. She knows that um, she's got... A, She's got a lot of friends, including including her brother, that are um, very very talented, and, and she want and, um, and and but but she's kind of the only one who has. Uh, I shouldn't say the only one. The only one that you know uh, uh, that's close to me who has actually gone forth in writing a song and doing all that. So she's, she she has a beautiful voice. At, at first, because listener Sean sent me this song. That his daughter Brooke wrote in a singing, and at first, I thought you had accidentally sent me like the song of what she was going to cover, but I was actually listening to the professional singing it, oh. and it, and I re I look at my phone again. I was like, no, I was right. This is his daughter singing this. I was like, this is awesome. Well, thank you. Yeah, yeah. 
How many times have you listened to that song this week? <laughs> oh, endlessly. I, I don't know if I was joking with you about it yesterday, or maybe it was another friend, but uh, after talking to you about being emotionally exhausted, and I just, I, I've had that on loop, like, I mean, on my phone when I'm in my car, I just listen to it. And I know that I'm biased, and I mean, uh, but but I do love listening to it, but I was just, I, I think I woke up yesterday and I was just like, I can't listen to that song today because like, <laughs> I, I need to like get through the day. Yeah. <laughs> okay. I have, yeah. a, and, and, I have and, a question. And not have a headache at the okay. end of the day, but because it, 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 uh, it's been very pleasurable, but, uh, yeah, it yeah. me up. Well, you know, you guys are talking about this and you both have heard it, but the rest of us here and out there have not heard this. So why don't you tell us what what is the basis of the song? Is it upbeat? What are their lyrics about? I'm kind of curious because I work in the music industry. Do you want me to send it to you? Oh, my God, that would be cool. But here's the question, though. I still would like to know because it's not just me. It's the listening yeah. audience, too. You guys are talking yeah. about this cool song. I just want to get John, I've, only, like a I've only heard it. What's the background here on the song? Yeah, the synopsis of it, you know, just a gist of what the song is about. Synopsis. Um, I'm going to say a acoustic guitar singer, Taylor Swift style. Um, that's my daughter's kind of uh, gig slash jam, right? So I, I think it was kind of inspired by that. And, and really the... She did, a, she did a great job in kind of explaining how she wrote the song and just uh, always hearing things that she wanted to put into a song. This was kind of her first big um, song that she really cared about as far as like, you know, putting good lyrics into, I think. Um, And a lot of, a lot of it kind of had to do with her stage in life and just friends and getting old and all that stuff. So interesting. um, so she has deep thoughts too. Uh, impressively, so and I don't know where because can... you think of like cereal and well, creatives cream have cheese. that. Creatives have deep yeah. thoughts. That's kind of our our downfall sometimes. I know. <laughs> I'm, I'm giving my buddy a hard time. That, that's awesome. Send it. Send the song to Robin. Yeah, because if if I I have an idea in mind with it actually okay. and if she's okay with it but I have a particular show that I produce and they're always looking for independent artists that do particular oh. music to play on the show so if that is something that she would be okay with I could drop it I in know, on I didn't know this yeah, Robin yeah, Robin I, I I I dude I work in the music industry yeah, so I okay. have I have you know not that it's going to get anybody anywhere but it's just the idea that you know if if she wants her music heard, it might be an avenue to put it out there. I yeah, will. I will send you something too because I do dabble. Oh, do you I now? Do, I bet I, you. What's I, your style, rap? Uh, no, it's more uh, kind of a combination Mormon Mormon Tabernacle really? jazz. It, it's a jazzy okay. Mormon tab with a little Southern undertone. Interesting. Some rap. Hmm. Yeah. I can just see you out on the tennis court spouting that stuff uh, while, you, while you're teaching your clients. It's pretty good. I dabble. Yeah. yeah. Uh, Does it Sean, make you move? No, I can't move. <laughs> Sean, send it to Robin. I just did. Awesome. Okay. And then, uh, real quick, you're, and then we'll get into, because Summer's here. I, I got some very fascinating topics we want, I wanted to get to about Summer. You are going to Florida tonight? Correct. For what? Um, so my son, Rose, he's, he's uh, 15. 
and he's in the nationals for rowing. Um, so just before we came on, I was watching his qualifiers, which uh, I'm glad he made it because otherwise I'd be going out to Florida for no reason. So how many people um, are in the boat for rowing? I don't. I don't know. I don't know this. And in, in, in his well, the the classic ones that that you see that people think about are eight man are eight man boats. The one that he's doing specifically is four. Okay. So it's a four man boat. Um, it's uh, he skulls, which means that he's controlling he's controlling two oars. So there's Ooh. he has an oar on each hand. So he's strong. He, yeah, stronger than I am. I'm going to ask a stupid question. When did that ever stop you? Yeah, it's not, but I'm being... Is, row, is rowing the same as crew? Yes. Okay. What... Yeah. Because I watch rowing on the... The only time I watch it is the Olympics. Mm-hmm. Does that dude who sits in the front... What is he doing? And I think Chris uh, is trying to get the, in, which so, would be so awesome. He's the, he's the coxswain. The what? And, and he is yelling at everyone to tell them to, to keep them all in sync. He is steering the boat. And um, that th those are his pri and, 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 and looking to make sure that he's that, that they're not going to crash. Okay. Uh, so um, my son's boat does not have one of those. Got so it can be done without him. It can be so. Yeah. Um, the the so the the four boys that my son is with, I mean, or, or uh, include my my son included with that. Uh, they need to. One of them needs to steer. They need to look, and they need to do that themselves. So it's it's kind of a additional. Okay. Responsibility. How long? Did, how how did he get into this, Robin? I think we have Chris trying to get in. Finally, huh? Go ahead, Sean. How, uh, how do you he get into, into it. Crew? Uh, rowing, rowing is one of those. Rowing is kind of a neat sport in that it. They really don't start people rowing until, I don't know, maybe eighth grade or something like that. For a couple of different reasons, including, if you row, you are you need to be responsible for taking care of the boat and getting it in and out of the water, and you need to be big enough to do all those things. Yeah. Um, having said that, a lot of people by the time they're in eighth grade are already practically professionals at whatever sport they do. Yeah. Right. Um, and, um, nope, I'm already so good at baseball or whatever that I'm not going to do rowing. Um, and, uh, so it's kind of, kind of good for those late bloomers that, uh, don't have a sport yet. So, like, Chris Yarborough could start rowing now. Does he want to, though, is the question. And, and maybe, maybe be, be successful at something and not let his family down. <laughs> oh, hey, Chris <sighs> is here. I, I, figured, I figured you were going to make a, <laughs> a, a transition there with me being late to the show yeah. so I can, you know, I could start something else rowing instead of trying to make it on time for the show. What's up, guys? So to put it in perspective, uh, Chris, Sean's son is at, is it Nationals? Yes. Nationals for rowing. Chris and I will kayak at a snail's pace, uh, <laughs> smoking a cigar 
with, with a the uh, bourbon. with a bourbon. What's, uh, what's wrong with that? It's the same but different. That sounds. We so have our cool, own though. nationals. Yeah, that's so cool, man. <laughs> Depends on where you. Well, I'll tell you what's 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 really neat about rowing for the person that's watching it on TV, watching it on the Olympics. Um, it looks like. Oh, those guys are just in a little rowboat and doing it, and anyone can do it. No. It doesn't look like it's very much. There's so much to it, and there's so much it. strength, and they kill yes. themselves. To it's 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 nuts. I've actually never. Th- I'm not making a joke. <laughs> I've never thought that. Every time I've watched rowing in the Olympics, I'm like, holy crap! And they are they're flying. Yeah. And then the other one, I know it's different. I know it's different sport, but they're they're. In a, I I guess it's a kayak. Is that slalom, where they're doing the kayaking and the, and there's like a slalom course going down little rapids. They just started going that in the Olympics. In a river, yeah, yeah. yeah. That's impressive. Those guys, whether they're rowing or they're doing that, those guys are freaking strong. Yeah. Wow. I I had a buddy that uh, was he was on the road team for Berkeley. Uh, back when we were in college. Oh wow! The guy turned he turned into like a uh, a chiseled art structure because of the workout that the physical fitness and strength that was required for rowing. Uh, it was pretty impressive. So that, how tall, I, how I tall was he? Is uh, he? He he was six three. Yeah. So on, on specifically on Berkeley, uh, which is one of the top rowing schools, he was he was probably the shortest guy on that team. Yeah, wow. he was a monster, though, Sean. I mean, maybe yeah. maybe I shorted him an inch. Maybe he was six four, but you know, they. they I, I, that's see, what I think they of did, the, I think of the Berkeley guys as all being six seven, three hundred ten pounds. But see, that's yeah, my he, that's my he issue. Because you meant I would I would so be chiseled. I just don't have a place to row. <laughs> that's the one. That's just the one. Tempe Town Lake wall in front of me. Tempe Town Lake. They do it over there. The, Seven or eight inches in height, too. There's that. There's other. There's other issues. One thing. Oh, we know your issues, don't we? Okay. Since we're talking about water, and uh, you know, since we're talking about water, that's the transition. (laughs) I thought. I thought about this because we're we're now into summer, so we've had we've gone through the graduations. Now it's changing, summertime. When, when did board shorts become popular? Like, as kids, we grew up with swimming trunks, and they had that mesh in there, and it was always just trunks. And then I think I remember around for us, it was like college. Suddenly at, like, uh, you know, the mall, you're seeing board shorts, which you know are longer, and you and you tie them, and there's no mesh. A- am I wrong on that? That it was around mid '90s. Yeah, Chris. I bought I bought my first pair of board shorts down in Sean's Hood, Newport Beach. Uh, bought a Hawaiian Island Creation. If you remember that company, yes. Sure. Uh, Did it bought it, those H I C? Did what? What it say? Yeah. H-I- yeah. Yep. Yep. And and. That was my intro to that because they were what everybody was wearing so what, at the time. What do you think? What year was year? that? Yeah, I, I'm guessing around '98. I might have been late to the party. So you're a little um, later. Maybe '97, '98. I bought yeah. those. Yeah, 
And that's I, fine, Chris. That's exactly that's exactly what I was saying. Was like ninety. I I I was actually thinking the first pair that I ever bought was when I moved to Newport Beach, which would have been in ninety nine. So, but but I think Chris beat us to the party because well, think I remember gone. because like I said, um, I you're used to swimming trunks that had that mesh in there if you were if you were a guy, and so I buy this first pair of board shorts, and that's not in there, so I'm totally going to embarrass myself, but it's whatever. I didn't know what to do, so I remember the first summer, I wore a pair of tidy whities in the board shorts. That's terrible. I didn't, because they they go down a little bit, and I'm like, well, am I... (laughs) I didn't know if I was supposed to wear that or not, so I did. (laughs) So you couldn't see my crack. Oh, you uh, that that brings my next question. You owned tidy whities in the late nineties. You still no, wore no. Those? This was see th- for me board shorts. I want to say it was like ninety four, ninety five. Oh wow, Chris, no, did I you also use... did you also put my wetsuit on backwards the first time I let you borrow it uh, with the zipper in front? I don't remember that. Okay. I, I'll my... say so, I'll say something else because that's when I did work out. I'm going to embarrass you because I did have a spring suit, and I overheard you telling, I think it was Kevin Prang about me. Man, I I wish I looked that good in a wetsuit. That doesn't embarrass <laughs> you, me at all, Chris. You did say that. <laughs> I, I bet I did. <laughs> I bet I, did. I, I said I said that about you yesterday. You maybe well. I was wearing a wetsuit <laughs> yesterday. I like to wear it around the house. It was primarily your calves that I was looking at. <laughs> anyway, do you remember? So right around that time, remember summer jobs? Like that was such a big thing. I rem- and you know you high school. You know the year ended, and then you had to go find your summer job. Uh, mm-hmm. what, what was one of the summer jobs that you guys remember having? Car wash. High school or college? Any, any, just in the summer and you, and you got that summer job, Chris, you said car wash? Car wash. I had to get a, uh, really short jeans, shorts. Yeah. Yes. I was, I was under 16, so I had to get a work permit, um, to go do it and, uh, learned a lot really quick as far as like you know, how, how to get around and what people expected from you to place like that. It was pretty, uh, it's a good learning experience, man. It was really good learning experience, hard work. And, uh, I could say I ingrained some values later on in life. Car wash. Okay. Sean, summer, summer job. Uh, the first summer job that comes to my mind, uh, was when, you know, right after we graduated from high school and, uh, I spent the mornings at a, feed store loading hay um and then in the afternoon i would go and teach tennis and that was kind of that that entire summer between um high school and college listener there was a previous episode where sean you talked about a job is this the same place where you ruined the roof raise the roof you raise the roof that exact that's place. the same yes. place okay yeah I remember one summer I was having a, a difficult time finding a summer job. Like sometimes they just 
they were it was hard to find a summer job uh whether they just weren't available or, or wasn't going to work with, with your schedule or something. And so I go into the local, I, I don't even remember, uh, employment office. I think and it was, and I think it was designed like for teens. I can't remember what the name of it was, but they're trying to help me locate a job. And this is a true story. One of the jobs they said was available, and I'm just meeting with this gal. She's going through the job postings and, and what could could work with, with my skills. She said, there, there is one job here, uh, flexible hours. Uh, it's for an escort. Get out. A true story. No way. And it was uh-uh. like you were, you were being paid not to do that. But like to accompany accompany mm-hmm. people to like a concert or so. And it was like I don't. Interesting. I, I was very naive. A paid for date. Still am, but even then I was like I don't think I'm supposed to do that. <laughs> uh, and I ended up that summer getting a job at Topper's Pizza. That was my. That was probably the my favorite summer job i've brought it up on the show before but like chris you were saying all the skills that that was that was cool i learned i worked the register made the pizzas delivered delivered the pizzas i know i brought the that 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 position up on on the uh show before you know you had you had to be accountable with with your money when you were delivering uh cleaning tables restocking the salad bar I loved it. I thought I thought it was a great, great job. I learned a lot with Topper's and, Pizza, and appreciation for money that your parents had been spending on you because you could work four hours and not even make twenty bucks, and then you learned about taxes. Oh so yeah, you learned about all sorts of stuff. And I remember, you know? uh, it was a great, it was a great uh, gig because they paid you mileage, they paid you an hourly rate. And you got your tips. The only yep. down, the only down, there were two downsides. One, your car always smelled like pizza, and you <laughs> and you, when leaving work, would smell like pizza. So, Sean, you may not remember this, but you know, I would do my eleven to seven thirty or whatever the shift was, and then I'd go to your house, just completely smelling like Topper's pizza. That was the that was the summer, and I loved it. That was good times. It was great times. Another thing I was thinking about with the summer, which I don't think, I don't think they have anymore. Kind of like uh, guys don't wear underwear under their board shorts anymore, uh, <laughs> or, or ever, anymore. Or, or ever, or ever. There was one guy in America who did that, uh, and he's behind the mic. Uh, remember how big. The summer blockbuster was the yes. summer blockbuster movie. That was awesome. It was, yes. And oh, I am COVID kind of screwed that up. Yes, though. it did. Yeah. And it actually, you hit the nail on the head. It did. And I don't know if it's ever going to come back. But like when we grew up, we had that window of Jurassic Park, Independence Day. Armageddon, Speed, like these were 
huge summer blockbuster movie, Saving Private Ryan. I remember the first time I saw Jurassic Park in the theater. Do you guys remember that, being in the theater for Jurassic Park? Yes. Oh, yeah. Oh yeah. And the first time the dinosaurs came on the screen? When they when they landed and the whole place shook. Oh my god. <laughs> that was insane. That was insane. Yeah. It was awesome. It was awesome. That that's gone. I don't think that's ever I don't think that's ever coming back. That Porta John scene's perfect. Yeah, that's I, gotta a, say, that's I, a I good don't one. I don't know if I mentioned this before, but um I did have that experience last summer when um, I went to see Top Gun opening weekend with my I son. I did. That's what I, I, did. That's what I was yes. going to say. I was going to say we had one, though. That, but I think, I, I think that's that a great was a call. legendary movie. That was different because we had been accustomed to shit, quite frankly, yes. coming out for years. Yeah. And then you just get served this plate of nostalgia. That's a great call. Awesome patriotism and all this stuff. Yeah. And you're going, okay, this is refreshing. I want to see this. I'll go pay money for this. And yeah. and Tom Cruise fought. He's like, I'm I'm not making this movie unless it's in the theater. This is not going streaming. This has right. to be seen in a movie theater. And well, he was put, exactly right. Yeah, they put it off to be released like five or six times really? just because yeah, of the COVID yeah. junk gotcha. going on. Yeah. And he like you said, he fought it because a lot of these movies, first run movies, you don't have to go to the theater. Yeah. It's being split off and put onto apps. Mm-hmm. Which it's it's not the it's same. It's not the same. It is no. Not the same. Not at all. I remember I remember another summer blockbuster. Have I guys have I told you guys my fugitive the fugitive story on a date? No. Love love the movie though. I want to Have hear I the told story. you this story? No? Okay. I do. Okay, so I did not know. During, during uh, the weekends, uh, summer, we had this uh, nice little racket club. I, I would I would play tennis at. I worked there, uh, various jobs. So did Sean. And this one summer, uh, my friend Jason. Sean, you remember our friend Jason Joe? Of course. Okay, so it's Jason Joe and I, and we meet these two girls. At the racket club, like at the pool or swimming. And I think one of them was a member. One of them was visiting. And I'm hitting it off with the one who's visiting. I was, I think this was summer after graduating high school. And she was visiting, I believe, from Mexico City. So she, um, and spoke, spoke perfect English and everything. And the four of us decided... Hey, why don't we why don't we go out and we were gonna go on a double date and we were gonna and Jason and I had talked about wanting to see the fugitive for like since we saw the saw the uh, the previews so we're like uh, we're gonna meet these girls at the at the movie theater and then we'll go do something afterwards. I had done very little dating up until this point, so I was very raw. I don't even know if Jason Joe had been on a date yet, but we get to the movie theater and remember how popular the fugitive was. We get there. They only had two tickets left and the girls haven't arrived yet. And Jason says, well, how about we get the two tickets and the girls can see a different movie and then we'll meet up with them after. 
And I'm like, oh, okay. That's not a date. And then... It's a date with Jason Jill. We sit... (laughs) We explain this, and and I remember the look on their face. Oh, okay. We sit down to the in the theater Jason Joe and I to see the fugitive and I just I still remember sitting down and being like I don't think that was the right thing to do and you think <laughs> I just sat down it really enjoyed the movie but that whole mo- whole experience watching it I'm sitting there I'm like I really think I screwed this up so tell us about the aftermath Chris uh, we went to Denny's Enjoyed a nice, uh, nice evening at Denny's, and then I never saw. Uh, we had fun, but I never saw her again. She went back to Mexico City, and uh, probably has a, a a similar story, but a different take. Of so there were. I met these two guys in America, and these yeah. a holes. These a holes left yes. us to go to a different uh, movie. Yeah. Uh huh. Thank sure. you for making yeah. all of American men look yeah. bad. Yeah. They yeah. saw the Fugitive, and we saw uh, Mighty Ducks too. Uh, wow. Anyway, all right. Uh, you're terrible. Uh, I really am, man. Dang. I had, I had. Uh, we have to get out of here, don't we, Robin? Yes, Rob. We need to respect Robin's uh, timeline here. Well, so do you have to respect Sean's yes. too? <laughs> I wanted to bring up Speed, but I, I really wanted the movie or my, something else. I, I yeah, no, mo- no. <laughs> the movie Speed. This is a PG show. No I was speed. gonna say. I love the movie Speed, and I. I tried to get my hair to look like Keanu Reeves in Speed that summer. Same summer, I believe. Good times. All right, Chris, thanks for making it in. Sean, Good to see you guys. Great story. Thanks, stories. guys. All right, man. Bye-bye. Thanks for listening to The Dad Podcast with Chris Brewer. Join us next time as we continue our conversations about everything dad. Right here at StarWorldWideNetworks.com or wherever you get your favorite podcasts.